And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Tuesday. Casey Gisclair here, and we've got a guest here. Not a guest. He's a member of the family, but welcome back, Coach Brian Colley. I'm Uh, back. Back from his uh, holiday time. Uh, Partner, did you have a good trip to Atlanta? We had a great time. Uh well, well, I, Sunday I, wasn't very pleasant, but you were in an escape room, and obviously you escaped because you, you know you're here. Hey, look, first time in one of those things. That's uh, <laughs> yeah, it was fun, but an hour in a room, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you you spend an, more than an hour in a room with me every day, so you could escape anything if you could. But escape. I, I I can't get the cold. I mean, there's. I was the clues they give you and look, dude, I want to say this and it did look like you guys had a good time and seen some of the pictures. It was definitely making me happy to see you guys have a good time. But in almost all of the outside pictures that I saw, it looked like you were shivering, my man. Were you cold out there? (laughs) Yeah, it was freezing. (laughs) I looked at one of the pictures of you guys sitting around outside. I was like, my man looks uncomfortably cold right now. So I was definitely thinking about you Yeah, look, it was in the 30s, and I was ready to get out of there. (laughs) No doubt. Glad you had a good time. Uh, We certainly had a good time here on the Bayou as well. Look, we uh, got a fun show today. Brandon Brown. No, I'm sorry, not Brandon Brown. Well, yes, but... Not in that order. Andrew Kiowet will be joining us at 12 noon to talk about the HL Bourgeois Braves. Then Brandon Brown will be joining us. Kiowet at noon, Brandon Brown at 12.15. Um, throughout the course of the show, we are going to break down some high school basketball results from yesterday. And we've got some coaches' interview clips from Thibodeau coach to- uh, Tony Clark after his team got a win over South Lafouche, as well as Coach Brody Williams of South Lafouche as the Tigers go on the road and beat um, South Lafouche. More about that in just a second. Uh, We'll also talk about, uh, in the back end of the show, um, we got some clues and some hints that maybe Angel Reese will be back for LSU. We'll talk about that. Um, Corey Raymond is available. Will the Tigers maybe make a push to bring him on board? Um, The Pelicans lost last night in a very awkward way out in Utah. We could discuss some of that. All of those things. New Orleans Saints, Dennis Allen is saying, oh, we don't have an identity problem. Alvin Kamara's wrong. We don't have an identity problem. We could talk and discuss some of that. I'm sure you got some venting to do there, being in person watching that. So we'll get to all of that in the course of our 90 minutes. But first, let's get to our scoreboard last night, our boys' basketball scoreboard. Um, Family Christian and Covenant Christian locked up. No score was reported to the LHSAA. If you know uh, what the score of that game was and you got my cell number, shoot me a little text or give us a little ring-a-ding, uh, 693-1600, and let us know the result of that one. Um, in 5A, Terrebonne gets a 64-39 to win over Ellender. We'll have Brandon Brown on at 12-15 to discuss his team's lopsided 25-point win over the Ellender Patriots. Good win for them. Thibodeau, in a game that we'll break down extensively in just a second, Gets a forty-six to thirty-three win over South Lafouche in their uh, in South Lafouche's season opener. It's Thibodeau's uh, first win of the season in their fourth game. They're one and three. The Tarpons dropped to zero and one. So a good win for Tony Clark and the Thibodeau Tigers. Um, let's see here. I got you some stats that I could give you. Uh, Thibodeau got a really solid performance last night from Jaquan Raymond, who had twenty-five points, twenty-five of their forty-six points. So there you go. I mean that's a um, an awful lot for for one young man there, scoring more than half of the team's points. Nicholas Coleman led South Lafouche with nine for the Tarpons. It was just a struggle to score, and it was a really rough third quarter that sealed their fate. Look, you do the math. Um, 
Thibodeau outscored South Lafouche 18-5 in the third quarter. That's a 13-point gap. The final score is 46-33. That's a 13-point gap. So that one quarter was the difference in the game. But we'll break that one down extensively in just a second. Also in our boys' basketball scoreboard, we had... Um, actually, that might have been it. Berwick was scheduled to play Gaydon. No score reported for that one. Nope, it's not it. Because we got Highland Baptist, who got a 53-36 to win over Homa Christian School yesterday. Um, Homa Christian School goes on the road and has a tough result there. Now we go to our girls' basketball scoreboard from the last night, and we could tell you that East St. John got a 55-10 to over West Jefferson. Good win for East St. John. Terrebonne and Assumption play. No score reported. Come on, y'all. Get your scores in. Um, let's see. We also had Berwick getting a 34-24 to win over Gaydon. Uh, Patterson and Brobridge, no score reported. And that uh, Family Christian gets a 64-19 to win over Covenant Christian. So that leads us to today where we've got Several matchups around the area. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to make any of these. I would have loved to have gone and caught a game tonight. I'm going to be at Nichols State University for their women's basketball game. But on the boys' basketball side today, we've got, <clears throat> let's see, um, Central Lafouche traveling to take on Chalmette. That'll be a good one. That'll be a really good one. Can, a chance for uh, Coach Gage and his team to test themselves against a Chalmette team that we know is going to be really well coached. Um, let's see, in the 4A side, we have Morgan City hosting Bruley. Good chance for Morgan City to get a win. South Terrebonne traveling to take on Rummel. Without the football, guys, hey, you never know what might happen there. Donaldsonville hosting White Castle. Um, 2A, Homa Christian School is off. Single A Covenant Christian hosting West St. John. So that's our boys' basketball um, schedule for today. Now we go to the girls' basketball side of things, if the iPad will cooperate. And we could tell you that South Lafouche was scheduled to play Bonneville today, but Coach Darian Jenkins and the team are going to get a forfeit win there. Bonneville says, you know what, um, no mas, they're not coming down the bayou. Interesting decision there. South Lafouche could have maybe taken a cancellation, <clears throat> but instead they get a forfeiture. Um, if Bonneville plays some games later in the year and gets some wins, I guess that could pay off. But if they don't, um, that that could be a result that might not, sit so good a little later in the year you got to be rooting for Bonneville the rest of the way now that you got that win under your belt yeah look I, I would uh I would have thought seriously just about canceling that game instead of a forfeit because you're right if they don't play games and if they have to forfeit even more games that's that's going to hurt you when it's uh, all said and done at the end with your power rankings we got some big girls basketball matchups at home in Matthews. Central Lafouche will be hosting Parkview Baptist. Destrahan, who's off to a strong start to the season, they're making the road trip to Vanderbilt. Good luck to you, Destrahan. You're going to need it. Um, Hanville is hosting Isidore Newman. That'll be a good one. Uh, Thibodeau hosting Ellender. You should you would favor Ashley Adams or Ashley Barba and her team in that one against an Ellender team that's struggling a little bit. Um, Morgan City hosting Lake Charles College Prep. South Lafouche and Bonneville has been uh, postponed or canceled with a forfeiture. South Terrebonne hosting Hanson Memorial. Uh, let's see, in 3A, E.D. White. This is all girls games, by the way. E.D. White hosting St. John. Very impressed with E.D. White. Watched them uh, last week. Very, very impressed. They're playing at a high level. St. James traveling to take on Collegiate of Baton Rouge. Uh, we go down to single A. 
Covenant Christian hosting West St. John. So there you go. That's a doubleheader out there. Um, so that's our local games of interest today. And uh, we can't wait to break down some of those scores and some of those matchups. Um, partner, which of those games today stands out the most to you? For me, it's Vanderbilt and Destrehan. For the girls, Destrehan's off their strong start. We're going to find out how strong of a start today because they're facing a Vanderbilt team that we saw a couple days ago. They're uh, they're ruthless. That's going to be a very stiff test for the Wildcats today going out to Homa. Yeah, I agree. And on the, the boys' side, I think Central LaFouche traveling to Chalmette it, it is going to be uh, a test for the Trojans, which uh, just from seeing scores of games, I think right now I would give the nod to Central, but – uh, Chalmette got their football players a little later than uh, some other uh, teams around. So that, that's going to be a good test, and it's a tough place to play yes, at Chalmette. Went a, a few times we used to, with our Coach Butch Stockton uh, coaching at Chalmette. We had a, a good relationship, boy. yes, where we would uh, go ahead and, and, and play home and, uh, home and home with them. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a tough place to play, and if Central can go out there on the road and get a victory, uh, it's going to be big for them because Chalmette is going to win some games. They have started the year one and four, um, Chalmette has. But as you mentioned, without the football guys, you can't put too much stock into that. And they've been real close. They lost by three to Bell Chase. They lost by one to Sarah Reed. Lost by 12 to Santa Monica. Their only win was a win against South Plaquemine. Um, big opportunity for Central Lafouche. I think you're right uh, because Chalmette's going to get the ship right. They're going to win some games. And the I, Trojans are 2-2. Two and two. That's a big one today. And, and I saw a game on uh, on Fan 1 Huddle. I think it was Chalmette. I didn't see Coach Stockton on the sideline. Mm. So uh, I, I'm not sure. And uh, I should know the answer to that, but uh, just thinking about it right now and talking about it, I, I – I'm not sure unless you just missed the game or um, if he decided to step away from. I'm not. Yeah, that would be something that would be worth axing Gage uh, tonight. Whenever I whenever I get the uh, the scores from him, Gage does really good about keeping us up to date on how the Trojans are doing. Let's catch a break when we get back. Full reaction from South Lafouche and Thibodeau. Um, the Tigers come on the road, get a win. We'll hear from both coaches. We'll get you some stats. I wasn't there, but Brian Colley was. He'll give you some firsthand analysis on what he saw. It's play-by-play. We're talking some high school basketball hot and heavy. We're breaking down the Tarpons and the Tigers in the next segment. Then we're going to Andrew Kiowet. Then we're going to Brandon Brown. So for the next like 45 minutes, we'll be talking high school basketball right here on play-by-play. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with the all-new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper or if it's just you for your daily commute, the confident towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, The Back Road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette, plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply, 985-223-8807, Highway 311 in Homa. 
Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Off. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. At Terrebonne General Multi-Specialty Clinic, we are dedicated to your well-being. Our expert team of healthcare professionals offers convenient, comprehensive medical care in one trusted location. Whether you're dealing with common illnesses like cold and flu, diabetes, breathing issues, or need help managing your health, our caring and knowledgeable staff are here to treat your symptoms. Call 985-873-4729 or visit tghealthsystem.com to schedule your same or next day appointment. Last night was the season opener for the South LaFouche boys basketball team, and it didn't go the way that they planned. Um, they host Thibodeau High School, and kudos to Thibodeau. They got a 46-33 to win on the road. Um, look, man, I, I'll be honest with you. Um, coming into the game, I'm looking at the matchup, and I'm thinking to myself, well, I've seen Thibodeau play, and I have not yet seen South LaFouche, but at home, like, hey, this is probably a pretty good opportunity for the Tarpons to get a win. But you said something to me in text message last night um, because I was at Homa Junior High in Thibodeau Middle. Um, you said the key word, the magic word, starts with an I, improvement, Thibodeau getting better. Uh, they're making some strides. They're getting better. They played a great third quarter, put it on South Lafouche in that third quarter. They get a 46-33 to win. And, bro, you got the stats. I saw them. You could read some of them. South LaFouche just couldn't throw the ball into the ocean from the beach. I mean, shooting, what, 24% from the field and, I mean, getting in close, getting into the paint, not able to score. It, if you only score 33, um, you're going to have a hard time beating anybody. The Tarpon offense is going to have to figure some things out. Yeah, and look, just looking at some of the stats, and just bear with me a second, uh, just to uh, make a point of how this game, it was a 20-point game at one time. Tarpons did a good job of, of coming back and chipping away the, the lead in, in the fourth quarter, but it was just, it stayed double digits. They really didn't have a, a shot back in that fourth quarter, but they did cut into it. They actually started off with a four point lead, I think it was. Thibodeau came back and, hey, look, the student body showed up last night. They were in force, they were loud. That's always good. And uh, it, it's just not the way Coach Brody wanted to start off the season, but uh, when you shoot 24%, for the, for the game in a high school game, it's going to be if you can't score the ball, it's going to be a little tough. But Thibodeau only shot 32%, a little bit better. And uh, Thibodeau was struggling to shoot the basketball, but they did shoot the ball a little bit better last night. Free throws, South Fush was 4-6, Thibodeau 4-7. And I was talking to Coach Brody after the game, Casey, that uh, a goal in the program's been to shoot a bunch of free throws. Yep. With this new rule, they're not going to shoot, man, and they only shot six last night. Yep. So uh, that, that's not going to be a, a benefit for the Tarpons this year. Points in the paint was only a two-point difference, 20 to 22 in favor of Thibodeau. Turnovers, 19. Salafush had, Thibodeau had 18. Fouls, each team had 11. Steals, Salafush had 11. Thibodeau had 12. So those stats were even pretty close. Yep. Uh, the difference in the game. 
transition points. Thibodeau was able to get some steals out in transition. South Lafourche had eight transition points. Thibodeau had 15. Points off turnovers. South Lafourche has 10. Thibodeau had 19. Three-point shooting. South Lafourche, three of 16. Thibodeau, six of 17. Made three more. So that's a difference in the game right there. But uh, you got to give credit to Thibodeau. They, uh, they're improving each and every game. And they were just, and you're going to hear Coach Brody after in a little bit, they were just stronger. They, yeah. they battled on the inside, took the ball away from the Tarpons a few times, and uh, they were a better team last night. And Thibodeau uh, was just, I mean, strong, and they made enough shots on the outside. See, see, that was the concern coming into the year, is that last year, and, and we'll get to the coaches' interviews in just a second, but last year, South Lafouche had what I called a cheat code, is that if the offense broke down, you did three, four rotations, and nothing was happening – you had a dude who would just catch it on the wing and just go and dunk on everybody. I mean, that that was that was a cheat code. You had a guy who would get a defensive rebound, push the ball down the floor, and go make a layup. Like they had that guy who could go get them some easy offense. This year, it's gonna be hard for them to get anything easy. Because you mentioned yes uh, in yesterday's game, not a whole lot of transition, not a whole lot of points off of turnovers. They're gonna have to figure out how to make the offensive side of things easier. Because if everything, 100% of the points have to come from the half court, it's going to be a struggle. You've got to figure out a way to get some easy ones, bro, because if everything's got to come from the structure, yeah, that's fine and dandy, but you got to figure out a way to, to steal some points, to manufacture some points throughout the course of the game. Last night didn't do much of that at all. No, and look, uh, the Torpids ran offense at times, and they, when they did, they got good looks. They just had trouble finishing inside the paint. Close to the, the rim, they were nine for thirty Ugh. on the inside, and that part of that was running offense. Part was just getting offensive boards, putting them back up, and missing again. And it got, I think, well, Thibodeau was just stronger, and Tarpons couldn't finish on the inside. But they played hard, and uh, just couldn't couldn't get a bucket last night. And the good thing about it, look, this team's going to improve. Yeah, they are oh yeah. a young, young basketball team. They play hard, and they're going to improve. Well, the first thing that I thought whenever I heard you say 9 of 30 in the paint, well, first, uh, let me rephrase that. The second thing I thought, because the first thing I thought was 9 of 30, my God, that's less than 33%. But the second thing that I thought was, you were talented enough to get up 30 shots in the paint. <laughs> oh, hey, you're getting in the ball where you want it. You just got to start finishing, hopefully, after some of that rust is knocked off because you told me this off the air. At times, they had five football players who were on the floor for a lot of the game. Um, so a little rust there, a little bit of conditioning is a factor, and actually Brody talks about that whenever we get him in just a second. Um, so, yeah, uh, it, it, it was a disappointing start to the year, but I'll be very curious to see. They play that same team a couple days from now. Don't be surprised if that margin is a little closer and if that result might even get flipped around. Yeah, I, I told some people after the game, in fact, I told even Coach Brody this, I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Tarpons can go back in a couple of days and be Thibodeau in the tournament. Yeah. Uh, but uh, just they're going to have to improve and match where Thibodeau's improving each and every game. But uh, it wouldn't be shocking at all. Yeah, no doubt. Which coach you want to get to first? 
Uh, let's go with the – I believe I have the winning coach queued up. All right, here. well, let's go to Coach Tony Clark. His Thibodeau Tigers got a victory over South Lafouche. And look at my man, Coach Brian Colley, doing some interviews after the game. To Tony Clark, take it away. All right, we're here with Tony Clark, head basketball coach at Thibodeau High School. Coach, talk about the play of you guys in that second half. Yeah, I thought our intensity stepped up a little bit. I think I thought we played hard most of the game, but um, corrected some of the mistakes. Um, you know, we forced a lot of turnovers. I wish we could have scored a little more in the first quarter off of them, but I was happy with the effort. Talk about the guy, the way y'all guys shot the ball tonight. Much better yeah, from we, your... We, we shot it a little better. I mean, our first half wasn't real good. Um, you know, that's what we told them. We forced that many turnovers, we got to convert. But the second half, we definitely, especially Jaquan, we, um, we shot it much better. What was your message to the team at halftime? Y'all came out and y'all were physical, yeah. and y'all beat them on the boards on the inside. Yeah, what, and the main thing I told them was our defensive pressure had to be good. Um, you can say we forced, I don't know the numbers, but we forced that many turnovers and didn't convert. I expected us to convert on them in the second half, and we did. Right, where y'all go from here? What you got we coming got up? Vanderbilt's tournament uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. We play Terrebonne on Thursday and Salafouche again on Friday. So we got Tony Clark. He was pleased with the way his team competed and played. They're continuing to get better. They're continuing to do things well. Um, let me see. And uh, I had a, a chance to uh, to visit with Coach Clark before the game, and we were just talking about about some of the battles that we had mm -hmm. in the uh, in the tank. And uh, just a quick story where we were uh, we played one time. We had beat them at home and. We were just kind of walking out almost together after we shook hands, and all of a sudden we hear some uh, ruckus going on in the background, and uh, Coach Clark says, oh, man, my guys are fighting. You know, he thought it was the players fighting. Uh, we turned back and look, it was cheerleaders. <laughs> <laughs> and that was on a Mardi Gras night I will, on um, a Tuesday. I will never forget, and, and you were there with us for that, I will never forget. Because Tony's a very serious all-business dude, and we were there when they won the state championship. I'll never forget, because he's trying his hardest. They're up like 12 or 13. There's a minute left. The game's won, but it's not all the way won. And he's like stone-faced, like just staring. And then you could see the smile. Just It's like, like a rock. Yeah. That rock was breaking, and then the smile breaks out, and then he just let it out. That was so much fun. But anyway, the second half of the coaching coin, Coach Brody Williams of South Lafouche spent some time with us. Uh, chatting about his team's performance in the first game. We're here with Coach Brody Williams, head basketball coach at Saint Lafourche High School. Coach, talk about the play of your team. Uh, let's go into the, the first half. I thought in the first half we played extremely well defensively, except for a few turnovers. We were playing with energy. You know, we were, we were taking some charges, getting some rebounds, uh, getting some good looks inside. Uh, the story of the game, we didn't finish. Um, but I thought first half we, we had, you know, we played pretty well. What happened in the second half? What was the difference from the first half to the second half? Because in the second half, it looked like they were a little bit, a little bit more physical than you guys, especially on the inside. I think we're uh, we out of shape. I think we need to uh, need to get stronger, more physical, uh, more tough. We're just not we're not tough. We let someone punch us in the mouth, and uh, and we just took it and we didn't fight back. And you know every. Every time when I come in at halftime, I, I, I tell teams if we're up, you can't keep, you know can't keep the foot off the throat, and if you're down, which we were, it was pretty much tied, we were down by two, you, you can't let them go on a run because then you're playing catch up the whole second half, and they scored right out the half, and we just kept 
we got some shots, missed, and we let them just keep taking it to us. Stop playing defense hard, and they got, I think, a 10 or 12-point lead, and after that, we, we had to play catch-up. Coming out in the third quarter, again, if you go back from last year, kind of, you know, bad quarters in the third quarter. But, you know, you, you, what settled down, you guys did make a run at them, especially in the end of the fourth quarter. Yeah, Nick Coleman made some big shots. Um, but then again, you know, make some big shots, but it was it was a little bit too not – it wasn't enough to uh, – to, to, to get us back because right there when we, when we play in defense catching up we got to get out in passing lanes they spread the floor they penetrate and they get to the rim and we're getting some turnovers we're playing aggressive but we uh, our, our big thing we need to score we get we get the ball inside we get it in transition we bought a rim and we just we don't score we don't finish and outside shots I don't know what the percentage is but we didn't make many outside shots so not scoring and and letting them go in runs is, is a recipe to get to, to get beat. I right, talk about the play of your, your guards handling the basketball overall for the game. I thought like Terrence Pete did a pretty good job, and then the other guards did a pretty good job handling the ball. A couple of times we had some lapses where, you know, we had turnovers that turned into transition points, and that's that was a big point of emphasis. You can't turn it over because then they're going to get easy layups on the other end. And, and part of our defensive philosophy is make them earn every shot. Uh, and I think I think for the most part we did okay, but we need to cut out some of those. Uh, we out of control a lot. We weren't running a lot of offense, especially in the second half. Uh, we need to cut it. When we break it, we got to understand that we can get it out, run offense, and get good looks at the basket. We want them to run transition lanes. That's good basketball. Run the lanes. Somebody run the rim. But we got we got to we got to number one attack it, and number two we got to finish. Uh, I thought we we were running lanes at times, and then we weren't attacking. Then we were attacking. We didn't have people running lanes. Um, so yeah, I thought it overall was okay. Uh, first game of the year. Where the Tarpons go from here? The, coming up this weekend, a tournament. Yeah, we, we got um, Catholic and New Iberia on Thursday. Friday we got Thibodeau again, so we're gonna get redemption at the Vanderbilt tournament, and we got South Terrebonne on Saturday at two o'clock. Uh, and we got a long way to go till then. We got to get a lot better. All right, Coach. Appreciate the time. Thanks. Right, thank you. Well, he he said something there. Um, he said we're not tough. Um, pretty pointed um he said we're, we're out of shape that's predictable you know first game of the year you, you're probably gonna always be out of shape but we're not tough um whew, that's uh that's something that the boys are gonna have to take to heart um uh, because when your coach is saying that man you gotta you gotta get a little uh, more intense dive on the ball a little more uh take a few more charges and play that gritty basketball that they're trying to play well look, i know one guy and look i'm not gonna <clears throat> just not a a shot at anyone else but Terrence Petrie is, is tough. He he's still battling an injury from from football, where he took a charge last night, and I think it's his ribs. Uh, I think Brody was saying after I thought it was his back, but it's his ribs. Had to go see Ryan, and and he had to. Well, he had to. Uh, they came out of the game, and he went to uh, the trainer's table, and I, I kind of felt bad for him. He, I looked, their trainer wasn't there. What? He was helping run the clock. Oh, man. So it was so, the first game for everybody, right? He was helping run the scoreboard. So I, I then he Terrence just went to sit back down. and. Uh, well, that can't happen again. Hopefully that, yeah, hopefully that gets better. He, but uh, So he's tough. He, he went back in there and uh, just taking a charge with those ribs that are hurting is, uh, says a lot about that young man, but. Uh, yeah, uh, he wasn't at the table to help him out. 
Catholic of New Iberia. A lot of folks have been asking, hey, tell me about Catholic of New Iberia. What do you want to know? They're really good. <laughs> They're a team that historically uh, makes playoff pushes. They're a team historically that makes runs. They're 1-2 and two to start the year. They lost to Midland, who's a Class B school, and then beat Hackberry, who's a Class C school. So hopefully the Tarpons could catch them early in the season, and you know maybe they find some steam and get rolling after that. Um, South Lafouche also will be playing Thibodeau and then also South Terrebonne at the Vanderbilt. Yeah, a little Scott report. Uh, Catholic and New Iberia, they uh, think went to the semi semifinals uh, last year maybe and uh, pretty much all the whole team's back. And, hey. uh, 6 8 or 6 9, I think hey. they have. It, it, it's been, uh, well, you know, watching some film on them. Uh, Coach Brody was telling me after, yeah, you know, their guards are, you know, not. The big guys are presence, and he thought, you know, they can do something against those guards. And I said, well, Coach, I don't want to tell you this, but their football team played on the Friday night and lost, and this game's on a Saturday. So uh, a lot of those football players are guards that are, aren't on that film. Yeah, yeah. So, so we'll see. Gonna, they, that's got to be a helpless feeling. You're watching film of dudes who aren't even going to play. Like you're kind of coming into it blind a little bit, right? Yeah, and look, that, that's the report we, uh, you know, I've gotten on them, and uh, so we'll see. They got a lot of guards were on that football team that played last year, uh, deep in the playoffs. So uh, we'll see. Tarpa's going to go out. You got to compete and play hard. Yep. There you go. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Andrew Kiowet of the HL Bourgeois Braves. The Braves went on the road over the Thanksgiving break and had a couple of games not go their way. They also played a non-tournament game against Salmon on Saturday and had that not go their way. So uh, Coach Kaiwen and his team have lost three straight. They're trying to round into form. They're facing some really tough competition. We'll ask him about that. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this on KLEB. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system? called Dufresne Easy Buy. Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets with cages and certified safety slings for easy maneuvering. Also, holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville Reserve, Odessa, Texas, and Pascagoula, Mississippi. Visit joeseptic at viscom.net. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with all new technology and improved great fuel economy. 
Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper, or if it's just you for your daily commute, the confident and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevy Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, the back road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. There's no combination of words I could put on the back of a postcard. No song that I could sing, but I can try for your Welcome back to Play by Play here. It's just afternoon for those who are heading towards their lunch breaks, driving, getting some food, listening to us in the car. Hope everybody's having a wonderful start to their day. We go to the phone lines for the first time today. And we make a trip out to the reservation. We have HL Bourgeois Boys basketball coach, Coach Andrew Kaiwet on the line. Coach, good afternoon, buddy. How are we doing today? Oh. Wait, I'm sorry, Coach. We didn't have your mic on. Uh, how are we doing today? Oh, sorry. Good afternoon. I'm doing fine. How about you guys? Doing great, Good. bro. Doing great. Um, last week was an interesting week for your team. You challenged yourself hard. Went to Natchitoches Central, played Pineville and Zachary, then over the weekend played a road game against Salmon. Didn't win any of the games, but also didn't get blown out of any of the games. I'm sure your team got battle-tested, would have loved to won some of them, but you got to uh, face some of the best of the best, man. Well, Pineville at the time was uh, ranked number two in um, in Division One uh, select, and uh, I'm gonna tell you, I, I told the kids I'll take that loss. I, uh, I made a big mistake uh, not um, not going up the night before. We went up. I thought we could go up that day, spend a little time in the hotel room. We got we got to. Uh, we got up to Natchitoches about 1 o'clock. I had a check-in time for 1, and we played at 5.30. And, I'm gonna t- you know, it was we were down like 17 at halftime. They have a, a quality, quality big, 6'7", really good kid, and they had a great shooter. And uh, it got to like 24 in the second half, and we were able to cut it to like I think 5 or 7 at one point uh, down the stretch. I think we lost by like 10 or 12. So – I was pleased with that because, I, again, I thought I did that to the guys, and I said next year when we go back up there, we just have to go up on a Sunday, and and as coaches, we got to spend a couple more sleepless nights outside their room, you know, outside the door, and that's just what you do. And uh, I'm gonna tell you, I thought I thought we brought everything we had versus Zachary, and I, and listen, I know Zachary's missing their football players. Um, you know, the, the big 6-7 doesn't play. They didn't allow him to play basketball. Uh, he's just playing football. So, I mean, I think they are who they are. Uh, I think, you know, will they be better? Sure, they'll probably be better. But but I don't think they marketably better. I think they are who they are. And uh, we were leading uh, a good bit in the first half. Uh, and then they took off a little bit right before halftime. We were up 5 and I think they ended up getting up, you know, close to 10 by halftime. And, and it pretty much just stayed right there the whole way. They get it up to 12 or 14. We got, I think we got it down, definitely got that one down to five down the stretch. So I thought we played well. We did some things wrong, but we played well. And again, we had to combat a big guy. We had to combat, combat, you know, three or four guards at a time. So I thought we battled and I was proud of the kids with that one. The Salmon game, and, and not to take anything away from Salmon, I think they're pretty good, but I don't think Salmon's as good as us. And 
and Salmon's a game where I think I feel like we should win a hundred out of a hundred games. And uh, we we got up. We were we were playing really well, running our stuff to perfection, playing really good defensively. And we get up eight ten points, and it was almost like okay, we're gonna forget what how we got here, and we're gonna do our own thing. And and that just we got up like three or four times by like ten points on different occasions. They cut it back, and I told the guys, I said guys, if if you don't if you let it go like it is, and Brian don't know what I'm talking about. I said you're gonna be gotten in, and we got we got gotten in. And I know that's not proper English, but. But that's what happened, and and that and I told the kids after I said you guys lost this game. I said this is strictly on you, and uh, I said you know and and we talked about that in practice. And look, it gets easy. We played played Denham Springs uh, tomorrow. They probably ranked about fifth or sixth <laughs> in the state. They they uh, they five and zero, oh, really good. Coach Cab does a great job over there. We played Dutchtown. We played Sanima on Friday. They ranked, I think, third in the state in 5A, Division One, uh, And then we played Broadmoor on Saturday. So, I mean, it's going to be a tough stretch for us playing four games in four days. Uh, and, uh, I mean, just, just like, look, but I'm going to tell you this. We played Pineville. We were like 20-21 on goal preps. We lost to Pineville. We moved up to 14. Uh, we play play Zachary, lose to Zachary. We move up to seven from fourteen <laughs> to seven, and then the next day we moved up to six. And you know, you then you lost to to um, to Salmon, and we fell back to fourteen. So, so you know, you got to play quality. I don't care what you do. In my mind, you have to play a tough schedule. I think. If you're going to be a playoff team, you're going to be a playoff team, and I think that gets you ready for the playoffs. And I think between our our schedule, our non-district schedule, and then putting us up against the district that we're in, I'll put our schedule up against anybody in the state of Louisiana. Lost three straight, and you said a second ago that the last of the three was a game that you guys just kind of squandered away. What was the mood like when you guys were able to hit the practice floor? Are the kids still upbeat? Oh yeah, they're fine. They're fine. But but I but I told my two assistants. I said this this is a big week. We got to turn this thing around. And you know we can't just. I, I'm not satisfied to play well. It's about wins and losses. And you know we this is a huge game for us against Denham Springs. I, I you know and no disrespect to Sanimo, but I think Denham is better than Sanimo right now. And I think. Uh, I think, and not to disrespect Santa because I think they're very good. But I think Denham, and Denham being the first game too, I think that's it too. Is that's going to be the toughest game of our week, especially just coming off this loss that we just piddled away. So I, I think it's vital for us to go beat Denham. Coach, uh, five games into the season, four out of your five games, you scored 66, 68, 69, and 70 points. Is that uh, your philosophy where you want to get shots up quick in your offense, transition points, or to uh, early offense? Yeah, I think, I think uh, and I've said this before, and I've said this to Casey. I don't know if I've said it to you, Brian, but I, I, in all the years I've coached, 35 years, this is, this is by far the team that pushes the ball in transition offense better than anybody I've ever had. And uh, I'm going to tell you, I, I like where we're at because, 
first of all, we're just running. You know, we have a we have a set break. We have a uh, we have a secondary break and all of that. And and honestly, we never get to it because we run so well. Uh, and what we've done, and I tell the kids all the time, the secondary break isn't there for the push. The secondary break is there if the push is not there. And and I'm telling you, we we have two calls off our off our break, and we actually run those calls within a half court offense too, and it gets us into our half court offense that way too. And uh, and again, look, I, I'm gonna tell you, the kids when they listen. They run stuff to perfection. So I mean, I, I, I'm still at two and three. I'm still high on this team because I think the sky's the limit if we just get a little more consistent in our play. And I think we we get and that's kids. That's a thing to battle. You know that when they when they're having success, it's to uh, coach Coach Washington said this yesterday. He said it's to not get bored with what you're doing well. And I think in kids' minds, they they do something so well, so well, so well. Well, you know the old the old Ralph Perry philosophy. Hey, I'm running up the middle. Stop me, you know. And if it's working, why try and change it? Just keep going back to the well, back to the well, back to the well until somebody stops you. And and if we can get our kids to believe that, have things in your back pocket. But while it's working, don't change it until they can figure it out. Coach, this doesn't have anything to do with H.L. Bourgeois, but you mentioned it a second ago, and Brian and I have been trying to figure this out. You're an athletic director. How could a kid be eligible for football but not basketball? I have no idea. They said, <laughs> they said it was undue influence, so I guess the, the, the basketball coach tried to recruit him. But, but again, with, with this whole – business of select and non-select and and brian probably feels the same way as i do you know the old school coaches put everything back together and do something about recruiting uh you know what i mean they got they got public schools they got private schools zachary's recruiting their butt off but because they're independent school district they're not in the select division because they can they can legally recruit then i guess i mean it's all it's insane what what the lhsa has become and I still say if you put they got too many rules in the LHSA, you can't enforce them all. And I'm not saying you go down to one rule, but if you have yeah, there's one major issue in the state of Louisiana, probably in all of athletics and it's recruiting. So if if you say a transfer student is ineligible and period end of story and you give them the option of going to the hardship committee, then the hardship committee is going to screen it first, and they're not going to hear a, a, a blameless um, case. And so if you got a real issue where it's a legitimate transfer, then go and prove that it's legitimate. And I guarantee you the principals are going to get tired of going to the hardship committee, and now they're going to, they're going to really think about something before they go and do it. Yeah. So I, to me, that's and, and will it ever get to that? No, there's no way. That's a pipe dream. But but to me, that's that's what, if I was in charge, that's what it would become right then and there. That's crazy, bro. Well, look, man, thanks so much for the time. Keep us updated on how you guys do this week, okay, bro? Best of luck. Okay. All right. Yep. All right. Bye-bye. That's Coach Andrew Kaiwet doing a good job.
Dude, that that stuff with Tredez Green at Zachary, and I mentioned it a little bit Monday, and I talked about it a little bit. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever. Zachary every year, every year, gets these four and these five star players who just magically show up. Oh, they, their parent got a job in the area, and but they are an independent school district, so they don't really follow any like zoning rules. How in the hell are they not a select school? They're 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 getting yeah, whoever they want. And they're in the non-select bracket, and then oh, now we got the association saying, "Oh, he was recruited to Zachary, but he was recruited by the basketball coach, so he's he's ineligible to play basketball, but he could go and play football." He's a football recruit, so he's not a basketball recruit. He's a five-star football recruit. What are we doing? Every school in the association right now, every head football coach, what you need to do is hire a guy football coach and say you're going to coach baseball and get your baseball but, coach to recruit yes. all your oh my god baseball coach you go and recruit this guy for me he's not going to play baseball but he's he doesn't play baseball he's not a baseball player he's a football guy he's going to play football and sit out baseball season which he wouldn't even go out for the team that's unbelievable that that's the way they're handling that oh you got recruited that's, for basketball you're a five-star football recruit. You think the football coach didn't want him over there? Come on, man. Like, I was born at night, right? Like, But it was not last night, dude. Like, it, it's unbelievable. And to think that there are some teams that are losing seasons and stuff because of other things, but we're letting this go? Like, whew, very selective. Very, very selective enforcement. Uh, another school's going to try it. And, and get hammered. Yeah. Get hammered. Yeah, it, it, it's unbelievable. Let's catch a break. When we get back, Brandon Brown of the Terrebonne Tigers, his team got a win over Ellender. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Home Health Services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about Home Health Services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. 
We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Hope everybody's enjoying their day as much as we are. We're having a good time here in the studio. We thank Andrew Kiowet for his time in the last segment of the show. Now we make a trip across town to Coach Brandon Brown, the boys' basketball coach of the Terrebonne Tigers. His team got a 64-39, to went over Ellender yesterday. Coach, good afternoon, buddy. How we doing? Hey, Casey. Good afternoon. Yeah, man. Look, good win for your team last night. You defend your home floor, take down a parish rival, get to 4-2 and two on the season. Tell us about the way the kids performed, man. Oh, I mean, I thought the kids played hard. I thought we could have been a little bit more disciplined uh, with the turnovers and stuff, but uh, a 25-point victory is always a good thing. Absolutely, man. Look, you guys have challenged yourself in the early stages of the season. Bonneville is very difficult. They kind of put it on you. Jesuit, very well disciplined. Fought a little harder in that one. Willow School's a good win. West Jeff's a good win. You guys are battle-tested. What are some things so far that you like? What are some things so far that you want to get better at? What's crazy is uh, I'm not too really happy with our wins. I didn't I didn't like how we fought in our wins. I actually liked how we fought in our losses. I know that Bonneville game looks really rough, but I mean we shot 33 percent. Bonneville shot 92 percent. I mean <laughs> I, what? And I told the kids I, they really showed me something after that game. Like I really think we can compete at the highest level. Like it just the shots wasn't falling and. Everything for them was like that's you couldn't shoot that by yourself in the gym, and it was just they already great players in a great environment, and all things just fell in place for them. And uh, just what I thought we played well, it just the first six minutes was twenty-two to zero. Ooh. and yeah, and after that we we dominated the game. It just couldn't couldn't make up that that deficit and. It's just if we, again, I know we lost those games, but if we can play like in a certain moments in those games, the way we can play those other teams like West Jeff, Willow, and we and Ellender, we can just play at that level, those games will be just just not even competitive. But, you know, as a coach, you got to make sure my team is consistent at all levels, not for three quarters, but because the game is, at, game is four quarters. And we got to be able to finish underneath the rim against a good team like Bonneville. Now you told me, you said earlier in the season, you said, look, we got to get off to a good start, and you guys are 4-2, and two, so mission accomplished there. But this weekend's going to be some challenges. Thibodeau's going to play tough. We know Vanderbilt's one of the better teams in the area. Catholic of New Iberia is a semifinalist from last year. So you're going to learn a lot about your guys this week over at Vanderbilt. Yeah, and, and that's what the, the challenge was. I thought that uh, coming from that momentum, Ellender can take us into that Vanderbilt tournament. And against a good Thibodeau team that uh, got their first win, if I'm, I'm not mistaken. And uh, hopefully they're they not trying to get a little winning streak together. We can put an end to that. But I, I like the way we are trending forward, and we still have a couple guys that didn't, they're not playing to that potential. So, I mean, we can get better. So, defensively and, and offensively. And of course, on Friday against Vanderbilt, everything has to be clicking against their, uh, their great guards and their great depth. And that great environment. So, but we, we welcome the challenge, and uh, 
you know, uh, I'm confident my guys can, can handle it all. Brandon, you got your football guys back, and we talked about this uh, before the season. You said, you know, it takes a couple weeks, you know, maybe a, a, you know closer to a month for some guys. Are you satisfied with how those guys have rounded back into form? Of course. I mean, I love their physicality. Is the feel for the game back? No. But they, they bring an aggression that, that we were lacking uh, in practice. Uh, so we're, we're, we're all new to that. And, of course, polished teams like Bonneville and Jesuit, uh, uh, can can withstand just football aggression, you know. So they was able to execute and, and beat us. But once those guys get polished with their shot making and, and their uh, their feel around the basket, uh, we, we're going to score a, a lot more points. And, and of course, from outside. But again, their aggression is there. But they got to be a con- controlled aggression against great teams. 20-plus win season last year and kind of changed that culture and that mindset of, hey, at Terrebonne, we expect to win. So far, this next group has carried that forward, winning four out of the first six. Feels like that mindset around your program is pretty good right now, man. Yeah, uh, and, and, and that's about setting expectations. And uh, for me, uh, we, we don't – I don't coddle them. Maybe I'm a little bit overboard with, with, with being demanding, but – uh, that's what was taught to me, so I guess that's the uh, that's the cross they have to bear with, with me. But uh, you know, they, we we have to set limits. We always have to 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 strive and have high aspirations, and that's what we're trying to uh, give these kids on the court and off the court. Coach, game against Thibodeau coming up, a district school. Uh, pretty sure I know your answer, but I'll ask it anyway. Does it uh, make a difference to you to play that district school this early? Uh, I mean, I can answer that in twofold. I would not like to, but again, I mean, as long as they got a court and a basketball, I'll play against anybody, as you can see with our schedule. Even with Newman coming to town, you know, most people shy away from playing them, but, you know, district opponent, you know, homogeneous on the schedule if they want to uh, play, but uh, no matter who it is. I would not like to play them, but, uh, you know, again, they're on the schedule, so we're going to give it all. Brandon, I got to ask you about this because I know I like to talk some NBA with you, and, and, and you, you give it to me back pretty strong whenever the Clippers lose, which they did yesterday to the Nuggets, but that's neither here nor there. Let's talk about load management, bro. Uh, Zion Williamson, like a 23-year-old dude, <laughs> is saying to his coach, I don't want to play the second half of back-to-backs. You played professional basketball. You played at some of the highest levels. You're also a post player. What are your thoughts when you see dudes say, yeah, no, I'm good. I don't feel like playing today. Again, I share your sentiments. Uh, I, I'm not uh, uh, a nutritionist or a physical trainer, but for me, I think it's 2023, and uh, we got better knowledge of, of, of the human body, and I think the, the guy should be going longer. But things are decreasing. And I just don't get it. For me, it's puzzling, and I think the guy should be playing, you know, all 82 games. I was just I just did a lesson uh, today with my kids about Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, you know, what is what is what is trainer Tim Grover and, and played 82 games, double digit seasons. I don't I don't understand why why guys uh, we we are not getting we're getting bigger, faster, and stronger, but not uh, healthier, and, that, and that's just puzzling to me. Yeah, no doubt about that. Look, before we let you go, we'll get back to some Terrebonne stuff. What are some keys for the weekend? It's a tough schedule. What are some things that you guys are looking to do well this weekend out in Homa? Just being smart. 
uh, I can limit with missed shots. Just, just critical times. We over dribble. We don't make the right passes. And uh, again, that's on me. And uh, maybe I, 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 again, you can't make last year's mistakes. And that's what I get on my guys about that we have to grow. We we're putting hours in the gym, and we can't uh, lean on what we want to do in that moment or what the crowd wants to do. We got to lean on our training and our practice and what we put in hours of work, you know. So uh, that's it. If we if, we're, if we play smart, we will win, you know. And you know because we got talent. Uh, Thibodeau has talent. Vanderbilt has talent, you know. But if we just play smart, you know, and make right decisions, I think that in late game situations we can we can pull out a win. Brother, your Timberwolves are rolling twelve and four. Man, you're getting excited. This is a team that can make a run. I mean, I mean, again, I I, I really don't want to speak on it because it's early. <laughs> but I mean, uh, uh, we laid down the foundation and trust in the process. You know what I mean, not like you guys. You guys lost to Jokic and uh, all those tough guys. Oh no, 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 no! They, they didn't play. They, they, they didn't play. We oh, lost. We play. lost to oh, the Nuggets yeah, without oh. Jokic and Murray. Yes. Yeah, three oh. three of them out. Oh. Yeah, I didn't know that. I was, uh, <laughs> I was expecting I was that to be the first that. joke out your mouth today. Actually, it was a joke. I'm being kind of condescending right now. I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a winner, dude. Uh, but, yeah, man, your, your, your wolves are rolling. I, I like Anthony Edwards now. He's a good ball player. Hey, he, he, he's the catalyst of that team. He's making everything roll. So I, I'm happy to see those guys uh, play every day. And, uh, you know, I'm happy to be a Timberwolves fan. There you go. Thanks so much for the time. Good luck this weekend, buddy. All right, thank you. Yep, that is Coach Brandon Brown. I thought for sure he was leading off with a joke about the Clippers, but he usually always does. Yeah, my Clippers lost to the Nuggets without half their team. That's not ideal. At least they didn't lose to the Jazz, but I don't know that it's much better losing to the Nuggets without everybody. Didn't they, they lose to the Pelicans too? Yeah. We're getting better, though. We don't lose every game now, just most of them. Um. I don't know if this is working out very well. <laughs> um, but anyway, we'll uh, we'll be keeping our eyes on that as the uh, actually the next time the Clippers play is I think today. Um let's see. Nope, tomorrow against the Sacramento Kings. Well, look, get back to Terrebonne High School. They're good. Uh, yeah, and uh kudos to coach Brown. I mean, he's uh, he's not shying away from opponents. They they playing some cuz uh the Willow School, that's old uh, Lusher. High school, and they, they always have a solid program over there. Jesuit West, Jeff Bonable, Newman. That, that's some Shaw. tough team. You got Newman Shaw down the road. Bruley. Uh, Bruley. Uh, that, that's a tough schedule. And I think, uh, like he's saying, if they're smart, they can win some of these games. And when the power rankings all said and done, I, I, I really think that they're going to be, they're going to like where they sit. Yep, no doubt. Um, and look, Man, Brandon's got a good assistant coach. Shane Horner does a good yes. job there. Um, Shane is a Cowboys fan, so that's why I like Shane. But, uh, no, all kidding aside, he does a really good job. And, and they, they feed off of one another well. Brandon is the first one to say, hey, man, like I'm super hard on my guy. Shane is a little more soft-spoken, and it, they make a good team. They make a very good team. Let's catch a break when we get back. Got some clues that are leading to possibly the ending of Angel Reese's suspension just in time for uh, LSU's big game on Thursday. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Jaden Daniels' Heisman candidacy. 
Talk about Corey Raymond being available should the Tigers pursue him. We'll talk some LSU in the next segment. Play by play. We'll be right back after this. 3T Oil Change is an efficient quick loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines, brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive through. No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and Cutoff. Call 798 7401. Proud supporter of South LaFouche Sports. 3T Oil Change says, Go Tarpons! Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Season's greetings from A.J. LeBlanc and the staff at LeBlanc Insurance Agent. You keep us glowing and bright all year round, and we look forward to caring for your needs in the coming year. Happy holidays and have a great new year. God bless all of you, A.J. LeBlanc. Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top-of-the-line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackets. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Cheers! Cheers, please! I don't have this on 100% authority, but I think there are some context clues that are leading me to believe that Angel Reese is back with the LSU women's basketball team. Yesterday, she posted a picture of herself sitting in the PMAC. She has been gone from the team since being suspended or whatever. Mulkey's not fully said what was going on. But yesterday, put that on social media. It's a picture of her in the PMAC. So it leads us to believe she's back at practice. I said last week she was going to be back before the Virginia Tech game because it was the first losable game that LSU had since the suspension. They play number 9 Virginia Tech Thursday. If this is a sign that Reese is back with the team and plays, are you expecting her to be bought in as the Tigers approach a big showdown matchup? Number seven versus number nine, eight o'clock Thursday, big game, national TV, ESPN. A, will we see Angel? B, will we see the best version of Angel, a young lady who's an All-American who could help the team? That's hard to answer that question because we still don't know the reason why she was suspended. I mean, if it was something in the locker room she did or 
if she wasn't shown to buy time away from the program, now she's going to buy in. Uh, maybe not. Uh, but if it's another reason, she may have never lost her buy-in with the team and would still have it. So I, I don't know. I mean, uh, I just, I just, and I can be the only one saying this. I just don't like the way uh, Kim Mulkey handled this situation. I, I think she uh, kind of threw her player under the bus a little bit, or had people out there thinking different things when maybe it wasn't the case at all why she was suspended. And Kim Mulkey could have put all that to rest and just it's an internal issue and we're dealing with it and that's it. Well, the, the rumor on the internet is that she flunked out. That, I mean, that's not possible because in college there's no report cards. It's semester by yep. semester. So you wouldn't flunk out in the middle of November. That would happen in January after the first semester is over with. So now what it could could have been is, you know, maybe they saw her grades were struggling. She was at risk of, you know, maybe not going to class and maybe not doing homework. And maybe they put her on some sort of academic probation because of that. But I still go back to, and you mentioned this, she left the game initially. And this all started at the end of the second quarter of a game after she shot a crazy three-pointer. And then we've never seen her again. Shooting a bad shot and going to the bench and then not playing the second half has nothing to do with grades. Um, what I think probably happened was got a quick hook, might have did a little back talk at halftime, might have said some things to Moki that she regrets and might have got put on ice for a little while. But either way, it will be interesting to see if she will be back on Thursday. They're going to need her against Virginia Tech. That's going to be a Final Four rematch and a really good ball game. You know, and, and I get it where Moki doesn't you – don't, you don't have to say everything that happens in your locker room and keep – things internal but you can just make a general statement that it's something internal in the program that we're dealing with or an attitude issue why not come on and tell it's an attitude issue and and i'm dealing with it the the way i see fit and moving on but she didn't do that and it's just speculations of all kinds of things out there um but we'll see if she's even back i mean she might have just Snuck in there at midnight. And took yeah, it a could be an old and, picture. Yeah, we, we don't know. Um, LSU football fans are whispering, and and it's kind of fifty fifty on to pro or con. And this is Corey Raymond was fired from Florida yesterday. He was the defensive backs coach out there. Napier is it's kind of saving face. You know, he's going to redo his defensive staff and make some assistant coaching changes and try to blame all of their struggles on that to try to save his own ass and give himself a little bit of job security, maybe fix it next year. Corey Raymond was with LSU for a, a decade, 10 years. Um, in that time, he was an associate head coach and defensive backs coach. Then later, in the end of Coach Ogeron's tenure, he was the recruiting coordinator. He's one of the the fathers of LSU being known as DBU, because in his time at LSU, he coached several really good defensive backs. Now, at the end of his tenure at LSU... Yeah, um, not as good. But with all of that having been said, he's a good recruiter. LSU also is going to be looking to shuffle their defensive staff. He knows how to recruit Louisiana, and it's led a lot of people to wonder, hey, could a reunion be possible? Brian Kelly inherited a staff and chose initially, hey, Corey, we don't want you back. But now that he's available again, do you think that this is going to be a phone call that they make to try to bring him back on board and try to, you know, get a longtime Tiger back into the building? I would. 
even uh, just come and help with the recruiting process. And uh, I would, but does he want to come back? I, again, how he, did he leave on really bad terms? I mean, he got fired from LSU. And um, I don't know if he's had sour grapes with uh, Brian Kelly or not. And and that leads to the next question, is that a lot of LSU fans are saying they want Corey Raymond, if for no other reason than because it keeps him away from Alabama, it keeps him away from Texas A&M and some of the other schools in the conference that may be interested in his services. Um, so we'll see. Brian Kelly did say after Saturday's win against Texas A&M that he was going to evaluate his entire coaching staff in the next couple of weeks. Um, a lot of fans, oh man, we got to fire Matt House. Why is Matt House not fired yet? Um, is going to take a little time. I don't know if he's going to be back or if he's not going to be back, but there will certainly be some staff changes, right? Some assistants are going to be moving on or whatever it may be. Um, so just be patient. Uh, but then the next question that I'll ask you is, do you think that he's going to bring Matt House back? Because here's the thing. If you bring Matt House back, I think Brian Kelly's safe. I don't think he's really on the hot seat. I think the seat is lukewarm, but I don't think it's hot. But if you bring Matt House back and your defense sucks again next year, then ooh, then it becomes really dicey. Whereas if you bring in another coordinator and you struggle, you have the excuses of always oh, the first year learning a new system and blah, 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 blah. I would be very surprised if he chose to roll the dice and stay loyal to a guy who's allowed as many points as LSU has, even knowing that last year in 2022 under Matt House, LSU had a very good defense. This year it hasn't worked out. I would be very surprised if they didn't replace their coordinator this offseason. I think uh, they're going to replace him because right now, looking at it on paper, your offense will not be better than this year's offense for next year. I, I just I don't think there's – no oh, way. Yeah, no, yeah. You have a historically good offense right now. Right? It's not so going to be that way next year. Your offense won't be better. So your defense has to be much improved because if you have that same defense next year, like you had this year, and your offense is not as productive, that's not good. So yeah. I, I think yeah. he will make a move knowing that. Uh, the offense will take a step back. He's got to improve that defense. Now, now, Kelly said on Saturday, and I didn't really think about this, but he he did make a good point. He said, hey, man, like my strength as a coach is player development. And I was thinking about this, is that the guys on LSU's team this year that played last year, they're pretty much all night and day better. Jaden Daniels is night and day better. Um, Malik Neighbors is night and day better. Brian Thomas, Kyron Lacey. Um defensively Perkins has gotten better but uh, around him a lot of the defense is different so Kelly kind of hinted on Saturday like yeah we got some young freshman cornerbacks next year they're going to be completely different we got some young linemen next year they're going to be completely different he does have the track record for taking guys and making them much better Jaden Daniels was an average quarterback last year he's the best player in the country this year so he's putting a lot of stock in, hey, we're young right now, but we're going to change these guys. We're going to change their bodies. We're going to teach them fundamentals better, whatever. Maybe that could do it, but, boy, it, you're taking a big risk. If, if, if you bring a coordinator back that struggled, and, and if you struggle again next year, those birds are going to be chirping really, really loud. That'd be a very risky decision. And what is Brian Kelly doing to get them better, or is this his coaches? Because in a game, I think his assistant coaches 
offensive coordinator does a great job. Denbrock. Uh, and uh, I don't know what Brian Kelly does. Yeah. Uh, he's more of the CEO, just kind of overseeing everything. But, yeah, we'll uh, that'll be something worth following. LSU got a big commitment yesterday from a JUCO defensive lineman. They're going to hit the recruiting trio. They're going to hit the portal a little bit. They'll make some things happen. Um, Tulane. They're playing SMU in the American Athletic Conference Championship game Saturday at 3. Willie Fritz is rumored to be wanted pretty heavily by Houston, which is a Big 12 school, now used to be in the American. They just fired their coach. I said this yesterday, and I don't know if you heard the show yesterday, but I said this yesterday. Whenever your name comes up in a bunch of jobs, and we heard his name come up from Mississippi State, we're hearing it now for Houston, and then there's some other Indiana I saw. When your name's coming up at every job, your agent is putting that out there for a reason. You either A, want a big pay raise from Tulane, or B, are very interested in leaving. And I liken it to Austin Clunch. This is what I said yesterday. Last offseason, Austin Clunch was a finalist for every job that was open in the country. New Mexico, uh, Idaho, whatever. every job in the country, he was a finalist. Then he wouldn't get the job, and he would say, oh, well, I'm committed to Nichols. Yeah, I'm coming back. And then two weeks later, he was on a bus to Alabama. So the fact that that name keeps coming up tells me Tulane better pony up or they're going to lose their head football coach. They're favored by five against SMU. He said in a press conference today, I'm not talking to anybody around the country until after this game Saturday. But he also could have said, hey, I'm not talking to anybody, period. And he didn't say that. So Tulane's going to have to either ante up or they're going to lose their guy this offseason. Well, I I, I think he earned that to talk to other schools. Yeah. And um, Houston is going to offer him – Pretty decent contract. I mean, I think he's uh, may, might be two and a half million right now, or gets a year. Uh, Tulane is going to offer him about four and a half million to uh, to stay at Tulane, and that's a big, big, uh, <laughs> big raise right there. Uh, four and a half million. So they're going to try and match what Houston may be looking at giving them. And if you really Fritz. With the playoff expansion to 12 next year and Tulane not far out of that 12, yeah. Um, why leave? I, think, I mean, you can see yourself getting in the playoff. The only thing I would see, and, and, and this is the only thing that Houston offers that Tulane does not, is you got to be able to read and write a little bit at Tulane to get in. There's some academic <laughs> things there. Whereas some other schools don't have those same restrictions. So Tulane is a little limited. They can't go and get a JUCO guy who you know, couldn't qualify out of high school. They can't get certain players, but along the same lines, you're 11-1. and one. So you've obviously figured something out. This is your second straight year of competing for the American Athletic Championship. That's going to be a very interesting one to me. I, if he would have left for Mississippi State, I would have said, hey, look, that's an obvious step up. You're going to the SEC, yada, yada. But if you would leave to go to Houston, that just feels like a lateral move to me. And, and for a lot of the reasons that you just said, you can make the playoffs next year at Tulane if you have a strong enough year. Yeah, and if if Pride comes back, you know, uh, I think you, you'd have a shot of getting in there. So, And he's up in his career. I mean, he's in his 60s. Uh, but yeah. um, to go and start over again and take him – because, look, it does take him a while to build the program up, which is fine. I don't think it would happen overnight at Houston, but um, a couple of years and yeah. 
but he can be in the playoffs possibly next year with the Green Wave. It's just the fact that we, we hear the name for every job, like they're fishing. Like he's he's interested either to make a statement to Tulane that he wants more money or that he's trying to get out. So we'll be following that. That should heat up after Saturday's game. He said he's going to talk to some schools around the country, and uh, we'll see how it checks. Let's catch a break when we get back. Monday Night Football last night was crazy. Um, absolutely crazy. The Vikings fall to the Burrs 12-10 uh, to 10 in one of the ugliest games I've ever seen. We'll talk about that. We'll talk a little bit about Dennis Allen's comments. It's play-by-play. We'll wrap up right after this on KLEB. This is State Representative Joseph Orgeron. During this holiday season, I'd like to give thanks for my family, friends, and also the patience and support of my constituents. I truly hope you have a wonderful holiday season and a healthy and prosperous new year from my family to yours. Tiger fans, are you looking for the latest news on all things LSU? Then Tiger Rag Magazine is your go-to source. Whether you pick up the magazine or browse over to the website, Tiger Rag Magazine provides you with the most up-to-date information on all the sports, university, and recruiting news that matters to you. Find it at your local newsstand or online at TigerRag.com. Here we go! Let's face it, we all know that the recruiting scene at LSU can get a little wild. Don't fret. Now more than ever, Tiger Rag Magazine is staying ahead of the game when it comes to name, image, likeness regulations. Thanks to our Tiger Rag Magazine experts and analysts, we can help you understand what it means to LSU and how you can stand formed on this rapidly changing landscape. Plus, our website makes it easy for fans to get their hands on all the information they need about LSU athletics. Get your subscriptions today. So if you're looking for in-depth coverage of everything LSU, Look no further than Tiger Rag Magazine. Available on newsstands or online, tigerrag.com. Thibodeau Regional Health System was recently named one of the nation's 50 top cardiovascular hospitals by IBM Watson Health. This award for delivering the best quality and most cost-effective heart and vascular care is important. Why? Because high-quality heart care close to home is not only convenient, it's life-saving. When it comes to matters of the heart, choose the experts at Thibodeau Regional. Get some of the best deals of the year at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. It's their Black Friday sales event. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks, vans, cars, and SUVs. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business or home life. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get a great deal on your dream car, SUV, or truck today at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Working with the Louisiana Workforce Commission has been an absolute godsend. Well, with the incumbent worker training program, it's been an amazing resource for our employees. We've even leveraged it for our employee retention. Well, it lightens the load. They feel less stressed. They feel more empowered with this type of training. The program excels at putting Louisianians back to work. And we don't take it for granted. It's honestly one of the best things that our company's been involved in. For more information, go to laworks.net. Sponsored by the Louisiana Workforce Commission. Boy, I got to tell you, um, I watched a little bit of Monday Night Football after middle school last night. I'm not a big conspiracy theorist guy. Like, I see people commenting on social media, oh, man, this is all rigged, and, you know, it's all bought off, and Vegas controls everything, and they're scripting the games. I never buy that stuff. I don't I don't think that that's legit. I know some professional athletes, and they would tell me if that's how it was, I would think. 
Um, but last night, as I'm watching the Vikings lose to the Bears, it's hard to argue that Josh Dobbs was not shaving points last night. No. He had four interceptions, looked absolutely terrible. He made so much hay the last couple of weeks running the ball. Didn't do that at all yesterday. The Bears got a 12-10 to 10 win over the Vikings. The Vikings dropped to 6-6. Six and six. That was brutally ugly. A little bit of a surprise. Uh, the Bears, even despite getting all those turnovers, were barely able to find a way to win. Nasty game, ugly game, two teams that aren't very good, um, but the Bears get the win last night. Yeah, uh, I missed the game. I didn't see it at all. Did you see on Thanksgiving a, a certain team that won 45-10, to 10, a certain team that I think is the best team in the NFC? Did you watch that? Uh, some of it I did. But you, just hold the phone with your, with your Cowboys because – It's coming up. Their, their schedule – Yeah, it's coming up. Coming up is – it's not easy. Going to beat Seattle Thursday, but then after, then after that, that, Philadelphia, Buffalo, Miami, Detroit. <laughs> it's going to be awfully, yes. awfully difficult, and we'll find out one way or another. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Now, after the Saints game, staying more close to home, Alvin Kamara said, we don't have an identity as an offense. And we stand up here, and he said this with some expletives mixed in. We stand up here every Sunday, and we talk about how we're going to do things different, but we don't ever present a plan and practice for how to do it. Pretty candidly throwing Dennis Allen under the bus there. Um, Dennis Allen replied back yesterday saying, hey, that's not true. We've, you know, we've got an identity. We know what we're trying to do. Um, that sure doesn't look like it on Sundays. looks like it's more Alvin Kamara's right, and Dennis Allen is wrong. But it's a Saints team that got beat up on Sunday against Atlanta 24 to 15 physically. And now you lose a crap ton of your receivers. Like you had guys going into the tent every play. I mean, you're losing dudes left and right. You're facing Detroit coming in on Sunday, who's angry because they lost at home on Thanksgiving. Detroit's only a three and a half point favorite. I don't know how. I think the Lions are coming into the dome and are. Slapping the Saints around on Sunday. I don't see that game being competitive. I think Detroit's going to come in here and kick the snot out of New Orleans Sunday. Yeah, uh, I would agree with that. And look, with the Saints all year, okay, it's either people talk, well, the uh, Pete Carmichael is the coaches. The offensive play calls are terrible, this and this and all. Mm-hmm. Right? No changes were made with the coaching staff. Well, uh, obviously something's wrong. So is it the players? Are you ready to say that Derek Carr sucks? Because yes, if if it is, he he should be. I I don't care what it costs. The money. Oh, he's got to play because they're paying him so much money. Bench him. He needs to sit. Now, you, who are you going to put? Jameis Winston? I was at the game. I, I sat in back of the same game, a bench, okay? And I, he's dancing on the sideline. <laughs> yes, he is. I saw that on Twitter. Oh, yes, he is. I, I pointed to my wife and thought, I said, look at him. I mean, he's, just, he, he's dancing, singing on the sideline. In Derek Carr's face while he's trying yeah. to study a tablet. Yeah. Uh, so... I don't get this with, with, with okay, Mickey Loomis, you supposedly in charge. A coaching problem, no moves were made. A player problem, no moves are being made. So 
you keep doing the same thing and you consistently you're doing it, you're not scoring in the offense. Is it play calls or is it the players? Make some type of move. The Carolina Panthers. Okay, their owner might be a little crazy, but he's making moves. He he's you know, he's gonna get rid of uh Buffalo. They made a move because it wasn't and it wasn't going right. The Saints, no moves. And and, and Dennis Allen, yeah, we have an identity. Yeah. Your identity is being terrible. You a loser. <laughs> being terrible, yes. You know, and then all in Atlanta, you hear rise up. Then I was thinking the Saints need a slogan a slogan, wise up. Because they need to wise up at the top of that organization. And what worries me is with Miss Benson, who is her right hand man? If it's Mickey Loomis, God help us all, Saints fans, because nothing's gonna happen. Someone needs to tell her, besides Mickey Loomis, you need to clean house, starting with Mickey Loomis. And until that's done, they're going to just keep doing what they're doing. You know what was the most interesting to me, and and I'll say this, and everybody knows, oh, you just don't like Michael Thomas because he made fun of you on Twitter. Sunday, Michael Thomas is coaching on social media. That package with Lynn and Alvin Kamara got to stay in. That's some... More, uh, keep that, stay in that some more. You got to keep the defense honest. Then he's tweeted, I'm also still utilizing Taysom Hill even after that one slip up. He won't make the same mistake. The dude's coaching the team from social media. No one believes in what the offense is doing right now. You got one of your guys saying, oh, well, we got to use Taysom Hill more on social media during the damn game. Like no one's bought in. No one believes in the plan right now. And we're seeing it. They don't trust it. And that's the reason why they're, so inconsistent on offense. Now, and I'm tired of listening to Derek Carr after a game in his press conferences that, oh, I, I chose to be more optimistic. I'm not going to get frustrated. And when we all do the right things, it's going to be a beautiful thing. Are you kidding me? A beautiful thing. You know, because he wants to be a coordinator. He's trying to do tell everyone else how to do their job, but he can't do his job. And or the Safety or whoever made a great play on that pick six. You threw the ball right to him. He didn't jump no route. I mean, you, your receiver was right there. You threw it straight to him. And I, I just, they need to make a move at quarterback. I don't care if it's Winston. Let's dance our way and, and, and do a second line and, and, <laughs> and, until week 17 and get this season over with. Or... You go with Taysom Hill. Well, that's the next question I was going to ask is, okay, I see a team that their strength is their defense, even though their defense is starting to break down a little bit and it's starting to show some of the signs of some aging. Atlanta kind of lined up and punched you in the mouth. Isn't with this group the best chance to win running the ball an awful lot, getting to the 50, and if you stall out, hey, we'll punt it, we'll pin you back deep, we'll get a stop, you'll kick it to us, then we'll gain some more yards, maybe get a field goal, steal some points here and there. Doesn't that game manager run heavy? Doesn't that favor Taysom Hill more than these other guys? I don't understand. We talk about this every week, dude, every week. And I was at my Thanksgiving watch party. My, my, my parent, Scott, who's a huge Saints fan, said the same thing. Why does this team not even try to run? the Like, Kamara had 15 carries, 69 yards. That was actually a little better than normal. 
But most weeks, they don't even try to establish the line of scrimmage, which is the part of the reason why teams are able to tee off on car because they know they could rush wide because the Saints are not going to run the ball to make them pay. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> they don't. Yeah, they're not going to establish the run at all. And look, get Winston in a quarterback. At, at least we'll turn the ball over, but it won't be in the red zone. <laughs> all right? <laughs> <laughs> turning it over before the red yeah, zone. Yeah, we're not getting to the red zone with him, but at least you're not going to build up the Saints fans' hopes where we're getting ready to score and we're going to turn it over in the red zone or we're going to kick field goals. New Orleans beach, beat writers tend to think that Allen's not really on that much of a hot seat. How bad does this have to get for that to change? You're five and six. And look, here's the thing, bro, and I, I really want people to understand this. If New Orleans were 5-6 and six and were playing a brutal schedule, hey, all right. But you have faced the Titans, the Panthers, the Packers, the Bucks, the Patriots, the Texans, the Jags, the Colts, the Bears, the Vikings, and the Falcons. You have not faced an elite team all year, and you're still 5-6. and six. That's the biggest part to it is that you're facing an easy schedule unlike which we've ever seen before. This is one of the easiest schedules in, in NFL history, and that's, that's a fact. And you're still not able to win through that. So how bad does it have to get for Allen to not see a third year? Uh, my, to me, I, I it, think it's, it's already as, done. Yes, it's as bad as yes, it's bad enough right now for him not to see next week. Mm-hmm. Much less go to rest. But then you okay, who's going to coach this team the rest of the season? Well. I give Derek Carr a baseball cap here. You coach the team and just get out the way. Just, just, just let somebody else play quarterback. But uh, it's frustrating because you're right. It was set up for this team to to win games with the opponents the way they were playing with new, uh, rookie quarterbacks, backups, and, and backups coming. It was all set up for them in a weak division. If I don't. If you win the NFC South, big deal. That is a the worst division in football. You win the NFC South, it, it still does not matter. Dennis Allen should be gone. Yeah, I agree with you. I know we ran a little past one o'clock. Oh, but that, yeah, we could have did another hour venting about that, and and we will throughout the course of the week. Uh, we'll put a pin in it right here tonight. Catch me on ESPN Plus, 6.30. I will be calling the Nichols women's game. Looking so much forward to that. Great to have you back, Brian. We thank Brandon Brown for the time. We thank Andrew Kaiwet for the time. Tomorrow we got Turtle. We got our mailbag. We got a bunch of different things that we br- we'll be breaking down. Have a wonderful rest of the day. You've been listening to Play by Play. Love you guys. God bless. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.